All right, so we are concluding with our sermon series called Too Good to be True. Um, yes. And if you've been here for the past couple of weeks, this whole series has been, has been about the Word of God, um, helping us to get deeper into the Word of God, to create a deeper love for the Word of God, an excitement about the Word of God, but also to see the Word of God be formed and established in our lives. And I think... Um, it's such an incredible theme for us to be working with. Obviously, we're a church, so we should be all about the Bible. But to see the Bible being formed in our lives, especially in the midst of seasons that might be uncertain for us. All right? So just as Natasha is stepping into an uncertain season, this whole year and a half has been uncertain for many of us. Um, but we get to step into a space where God remains faithful to His Word. And if you go to the one slide with the sermons, so you'll be able to, one back, you'll be able to follow all of the past messages just on highfield.online forward slash sermons. If you want to register for church, go to highfield.online. If you want to find out what's happening in church, go to highfield.online. If you want to join a connect group, go to highfield.online. If you want to do anything except uh, like your Uber Eats, you won't find that there. Um, but highfield.online is the space for you. But there you'll be able to just track all the previous messages. Um, the Bible Matters, the Read Scripture app, the next one, the U version. hopefully many of you have got that, and then the last one is the Bible Project. Those are just some resources that are available to really help you in reading your Bible. And um, all of those things that were on there right now are really incredible tools to make Bible reading easier for you, to make it exciting, to make it something that you can actually wake up to and say, okay, cool, this helps me to understand the Bible better. And those of you who know the Bible Project and some of their videos, it's really a space to open up certain topics or themes about the Bible to help you almost just gain a deeper understanding but cultivate an excitement about the Word of God. Now, I think if you know the amount of people whose lives were lost so that you and I can hold the Bible in our hands, there should be something intriguing about this book. There should be something inviting about this book that says, okay, if this book is worth so much, then it's worth me delving, deep, delving deeper into. Um, so that's what this whole series has been trying to cultivate. Now, tonight, we're going to respond to the Word of God, all right? Now, I've got a, a final resource. I think you can go to this one. So we've got a purple book. Now, this is like the one-to-one -one on steroids, all right? This is a great devotional for you to go through. It takes you through Scripture, asks you some questions. You can fill it in in pencil, and then you can um, erase it and do it again next year. But this is a great resource to take you through some foundations in the Bible um, and to see these foundations being built into your life. And then we've got a biblical confessions booklet or a um, this is like a prayer guideline. So in here you've got different themes like your identity in Christ or hearing the voice of God or spiritual gifts. And then there are scripted prayers that are all based on Scripture that you can pray over your own life. So sometimes you may be just doubting your own identity in God. You might be doubting God's love for you. You might be doubting God's purpose over your life. Then you can literally just go to one of these topics and just pray Scripture over your life. All right. Um, I spoke to one of my friends in the week, and he said that after last week, he just took on the challenge to start reading the Bible every day. Um, and I spoke to him on Wednesday, Thursday. He says, only like three, four days in, but he can already just sense a change in his emotional state as he gets into the Word every day. No, no real significant like revelation or anything like that, 
just the fact that we get into our Bibles starts to affect our emotions. Anyone can testify to that, all right? Who of you can testify to the fact that your emotions does this when you do not have regular time with Jesus, all right? Because He's the one that is stable. Um, we get to submit our lives under Him. Now, I want to read a couple of scriptures um, to you. I didn't think this through so much. Gepi, will you be my mic holder? Thank you. That's fine. So I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, I'm going to read um, Hebrews 11. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made but of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had the testimony that he, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, I'm reading up till 12, okay. By faith, Abram obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he, could, which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him, as the God good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Thank you. That's Hebrews 11, verse 1 to 12. Um, what is the one theme that you can pick up just from that scripture? By? By faith. All right? By faith. Now, I want to take you to another scripture. 1 John 5, verse 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. <laughs> Let's try that again. The people online need to believe that there are really people in the venue, okay? For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Come on. Now, friends, here's, let's pause just on this. Go back. Everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. That is the promise of God. So whom if you find yourself sometimes being overcome by the world, being overcome by your circumstances, being overcome by your emotions, being overcome by things that you have no control over. But the Bible promises that he who is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Next scripture, 
So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. If you want to have faith, get into the Word of God. If you want to have strong foundations, get into the Word of God. If you want to live a life that overcomes the world, get into the the Word of God. Because by this you will have faith. When we submit our lives under the authority of Scripture, it will cultivate faith in your life. If I'm not spending regular time in the Word, I can feel how my faith starts to wither with this. It starts to um, almost like, um, what's the word? It becomes less. Okay. That word, deteriorate. So we get faith by being in the Word of God. Um, and tonight, we're going to respond to the Word of God. So I want you to stand with me, and you guys can start playing your music. Um, you go to the next scripture. So we're going to read this. And then we're going to respond. So throughout tonight, it's going to look a little bit different. We're going to be singing. We're going to be reading scripture. If you've got something that you feel God is laying in your heart, come and share with us. Um, and we're going to be having like a, an interaction with the Word of God tonight. But before we continue, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. Now, David writes and he says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. So who may come into the presence of God? Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. And we're going to respond to this tonight and ask the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us. And throughout tonight, for you this might be a bit vulnerable. Um, I was reflecting on this this morning and just thinking, sitting before the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to really search the depths of my soul, search the depths of my intentions, my motives, the things that I don't want to share even with myself, to allow the Holy Spirit into those deep places and for Him to come and speak truth. It's a scary thought. But there is no one that loves you more. There is no one that loves you more and when we bring our lives before God and we, we allow Him to, to show us almost like the raw, the rawness of who we are, there's a space where God can start to work in us. There's a space where God can start to heal and to restore. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? You has clean hands and a pure heart. And we're just going to respond to that right now. in this place right now Holy Spirit thank you for your presence above every song above everything that's 
shared and spoken. It's about you right now. We just turn our attention to you right now, Jesus.
goes You are the everlasting God The everlasting God You do not faint You won't grow weary You're the Comfort those in need You lift us up on wings Like eagles Jesus, that's who you are, Lord That's who you are You lift us up It's quite early into what we're doing tonight, but uh, I just have this strong sense. I almost heard this sound when you walk, and um, it's almost as though you're dragging your feet. Um, I know in, in many senses this could feel like it's relevant to many of us because it's, it has been tough times, but I think there's, I have a sense at least two or three specifically that just feel almost at your, at your end. Um, and just asking the question, you know, am I just going through the motions? Why am I even here? Just dragging your feet and specifically this song, I just feel so much for you, just Jesus saying right now, I'm here to lift you up. Tonight is, as Yaku said, it is very different. It's stop, start, it's just getting into God's presence, it's, it's different to a normal service, but it's, it's just saying, Lord, here we are. So can we start with an attitude, just a, a posture of surrender, just lift our hands, just say those words, Lord, here I am. Come and do as you will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You touch our lives. You touch our hearts.
comfort those in need You lift us up
you to hear tonight is not where you need to do better. I think so often we have this idea in our minds where we come into the presence of God almost already accusing ourselves and knowing, okay, this week I didn't do this as well, or this week I didn't do this as well. And you assume that God's initial response to you is that, yeah, you missed it, but just do better. And, and when you say that to yourself, you're like, yeah, that's stupid. That's not what God wants you to walk away with tonight. He's got something that He wants to deposit into your life tonight that is going to sustain you. There is a truth that what God wants to come and speak into your life that will sustain you. For some of you, there's a lie that God wants to come and break because He wants to sustain you. So Sean's going to come and just share a word and, and then we're just going to linger in this space a bit. And I want to encourage you, if if you need prayer, come to the front. We'll have people that will come and pray with you. If you have a word for someone, go to them, share with them. Um, 
And let's trust God just to come and, and work and move in our midst tonight. Evening, church. I've just um, I've got a, a verse on my heart, which is it's an extension of what we read earlier in Psalm 24, and it carries on from verse seven, and it says, "Lift up your heads, you gates; be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in." Who is this King of Glory? Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up you, your heads, your gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the Lord, the King of glory, may come in. And I just want to take us back to what God created us for before sin came into the equation and separated us from God. God made us so that He could dwell in our presence and He could love on us and we could love on Him. We could share such an intimacy with Him and His presence could surround us all the days of our lives. That is what you are made for. That is what your Father has called you to and that is what Jesus has paid the price to restore is an access to the Father intimacy with the Father. This is the Father that made you, that knows every intricacy of your being, every hurt, every imperfection, and He loves it. And I just want to invite you, just as this psalm declares, let these ancient doors open and let the Holy Spirit flood this place. Let your Spirit dwell here, Lord. Let us just re-experience what it was that you made us for, that you intended us for. And I just felt this prophetic word saying, once your doors fall down, my doors will open. And God is just inviting you to allow him to encounter you today. He's inviting you to say, I don't, I don't care what the church has hurt you with in the past. I don't care what you feel disqualifies you today, what you feel has dirtied your hands, I have made them clean. You are clean in my eyes if you would just step into my presence. Let your doors fall down and my doors will open tonight.
Lift up your eyes I am calling you closer Come to me Come to me presence there's fullness of joy and peace only will you truly be found come to me come to me
so I just want to, in this moment, just invite you. I have a five-year-old son that um, often runs to me, um, super excited, uh, and sometimes he calls me all sorts of interesting things besides daddy, and I never stop him and say, wait, you know, you can only come to me when you when you do this right, and I just felt to say that because sometimes we have this block, like, am I doing this right? And I just have a, a sense that God's saying, don't worry about doing it right, just come. As your father tonight, and you being my child, just me and you, just come. So in this moment, if you had this one moment with God right now, what would you just share your heart and tell him? as a child to a father. And I want you to do that now. Just speak to your father. Just take a moment, tell your dad, because he's here, he's with us now. Thank you, Lord. Death could not hold you, the veil torn before you, you silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are rolling, praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. Yeah. 
you are having a good time just in the presence of God? Right? Now, I know that for some of you, this is a little bit different. Um, it might be a little bit weird. It might be something that you don't do, do that often. And I really want to invite you into a space where you allow God to work in your life on His terms. Some of you find that a little bit daunting. <laughs> All right? Some of you are control freaks. There's many of us in this room, I know. <laughs> Some of you are like, I won't put up my hand just because you say I must. It's daunting to surrender our lives to Jesus. But friends, it is the safest thing. It is the greatest adventure. I want to read a scripture and then we're going to respond just to this in communion. Now, communion is a space, it's not just a church ritual. It's a space where we are reminded of what Jesus has done for us. His body that was broken for us. His blood that, was fl that flowed for us to, to purify us, to pay the penalty for our sin. And when we take communion, we almost come again in alignment with the finished work of Jesus on the cross. So I want to read a passage of Scripture. In 1 John 1 verse 6, it says, If we say we have fellowship with Him, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sean, while you're walking back, will you put up that first psalm again? Psalm 24. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we go back to that psalm, we started with a question that David um, posed to us and it said who may ascend the hill of the Lord who may enter into his sanctuary he who has clean hands and a pure heart now that's the purpose of the blood of Jesus now if you're sitting here tonight and you're at a space where you know there's stuff in your life that you need to maybe bring before God because when, when we live with unrepentant sin when we live with unforgiveness, when you live with bitterness in your heart directed towards a situation or a person, there will be a, a, a barrier between you and God. And, and when we don't deal with that, um, but then we partake in communion, the Bible says we almost proclaim a judgment over ourselves. So before you partake in communion, I want you to have an honest moment with the Holy Spirit. Just allow Him to come and show you anything in your life that He wants to work out. But then the Scripture promises and says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful. The blood of Jesus is sufficient to cleanse us so that we can respond to that Scripture and say, our hands are clean, our hearts are pure because of us but because of what Jesus has done.
So we're not going to give you a moment and if, if you feel ready to respond, go and have communion with Jesus. If there's something that you want to bring before God tonight, go and have communion with Jesus. Repent. He is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. If you feel that there's no hindrance, there's nothing that you feel you need to bring before God tonight, take someone with you and go and have communion together. Trust God for a word for the other person. Pray with each other. Again, this might be a little bit out of your comfort zone, but it's okay. Next week, we're going to speak about the call of God towards the nations. It's going to be out of your comfort zone as well. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes. Respond to God personally, and then go and have communion as you're ready.
busy with communion or still just ministering to one another, then please do continue. Um, we're going to respond to the goodness of God. We're going to respond to the work of Jesus on the cross, just with song again. Um, so we're going to sing two more songs, and then we'll conclude for tonight. Um, I know that you guys want to sing seven more songs, but we'll only do 18, yes. Um, but we felt we'll leave some of them for next week. Um, but you're welcome to remain seated. You're welcome to remain just ministering to each other. But you're also welcome just to stand. And we're just going to respond and, and make praises to God.
One last psalm, Psalm 34, verse 1. says, When he, uh, I will praise the Lord at all times, I will constantly speak his praises. Or another translation, I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Whom of you felt God speaking to you or ministering to you tonight? Raise that hand. Okay, if, you're, if you didn't, then you're welcome to stay behind. But here's my challenge to you. That encounter is not just for us. So next week, we are starting with our missions month. Um, and we're going to be putting the, the focus intentionally out there. Um, I think there's a season in COVID where many of us were, like the focus was on us, inside focus. And there's a season where that's good, where God starts to minister to us and He starts to um, speak to us and there's things that God restores in our own lives there's maybe even things that God wanted to remove in this season but when we remain in that space where we are only looking towards what God is doing here we are missing an element of the gospel the gospel by definition is missional and that's what we're going to be focusing on for, focusing on for the next couple of weeks um, that outward focus but here's my challenge to you if God spoke to you tonight if God revealed something to you tonight Go and share that with one person this week. Go and find one person whom you can encourage, one person whom you can pray for, one person whom you can share Scripture with. Go and find one person that you can share this with this week. And why not bring someone to, to church next week? We'll have overflow spaces. Don't worry about the numbers, all right? We'll have, we have multiple overflow spaces. So don't worry about that. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of reminders and then we're going to watch a video and then you're going to go have coffee. Um, and those were all commands and statements. <laughs> but uh, next week we're starting with Reach Week and I know that you guys are super excited about that. So bring someone along. Um, Robbie might even come and say a few words next week because we don't know for how long we have him, right? I mean, if you've got a missionary in the house, then the missionary's got to speak. So, um, so that's happening next week reminder of the biblical confessions and the purple book that's on special if you buy them together that's a really good investment just in your own devotion time connecting with God and then again just speaking about discipleship and connect groups um, if you're not in a connect group if you're not connecting with someone during the week I want you to please go to the info table or if you're online highfield.online um, and, and sign up to join a connect group if you are in a connect group make sure that your connect group is meeting all right if your connect group leader is not meeting, then phone him up and say, hey, what's up? Um, and then those connection moments during the week, those discipleship moments during the week where we encourage one another into the scripture is so important. So we're going to continue on that next week.